And we are back. Episode 36 of Journey to a Million. No offseason previews. Not kind of a fantasy football preview. This is kind of this is an exciting episode. I've been looking forward to doing this. I know the whole Journey to a Million squad has been looking forward to this. Myself, Drew Skyberg, Jared Vlesky. How you doing? Doing good. And Zach Rausch. There is Zach is there. He's there. He just doesn't have his camera on for internet purposes. Zach, how are you doing? Doing great. Yeah, and what we've been looking forward to, we're we're talking an episode specifically about dynasty in fantasy football, how, dynasty leagues, what they are, why you should do it, how you should do it, ways to customize it. We'll talk about a little bit of punishment, and uh, we'll be doing a game show as well. This is going to be an exciting episode. We're going to be doing all things here, dynasty, fantasy football, and to start. What is a dynasty league? You may ask Zach, I'm going to pass it over to you. Tell the audience, you know, in your own words, what a dynasty league is. It's probably the best version of fantasy football. At least in my opinion, you get to keep the same team. You get to pretty much build your roster, just like a actual franchise. You keep your roster. You do the rookie draft every year. I mean, yeah, it's just continuous and you get to play with the same guys every year. It's like um, how I would for Madden. What is that like? My it's not my GM. Uh, the fran- face of the franchise. Like franchise you know mode? Yeah, franchise, like mode. franchise you know, mode. I think yeah. of that. It, it, it's a better version of that, in my opinion. Plus, you you can potentially you know if you're playing with money, you can do that. If you're playing you know a free league, you can do that. There's just a lot of options and customizations. The one main thing, and we we operate. You might be wondering where to operate on those. We go to Sleeper, and we're a fan of using Sleeper. I don't, Jared. Have you used any other platform for Dynasty? No. Um, I kind of want to go off what Zach said. Yes, it's it's a great um, great way to draft if you are there present while you're drafting. <laughs> Not if you're at work trying to draft whatever you see in the cooler or in the bathroom, trying to go on your phone when you shouldn't be. So Which, it can be tr- tricky at times. I'm glad you bring that up, Jared, because I, I was, we were we were messaging a little, you know, today, and uh, I, I mentioned maybe a Medium article, right? Your debut on there talking a little bit about auto draft strategies from experience, right? I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. I just how to approach okay. it and whatnot, if you have to, because look, that's a big fear for a fantasy manager uh, is an auto draft because look, things happen. I mean, people are busy, people work, right? Unfortunately, Jared was a victim of that, even though he always mentioned he did get him a one month notice, but things happen. So uh, <laughs> I think uh, it's tricky though, because I had to set my queue at like 120 people, but when the rounds got going around like 10, 11, I was already down to 50 people in my queue and I was drafting way ahead of like, I would have been drafting 11th rounders at round eight. So I, I had to like turn off auto pick and try to get on the picks. And then when I went, when I knew I couldn't be on my phone, then I'd have to turn on auto picks. See if I could get a few of the players I wanted. I think there was three rounds where I got three receivers in a row, but I didn't really want that, but they're on the trade block. Now, if you guys want Adam Thielen or Hunter Renfro. We'll be recapping trades, so we'll hear kind of what Jared's value and prices are for some of these guys uh, later here. Can't wait for that. <laughs> yeah. Zach and I were, uh, full disclosure, we are giving Jared a tough time uh, for it. Uh, uh, some guys but believe. I do have like, one of the best teams, if you guys. Ah, uh, yes. That's formidable. It's that not redraft. Formidable. It's not redraft, Jared. But, um, yeah, I mean, he, he gave up a little bit of draft capital there. He got a fourth-round pick back. Yeah, we'll talk about um, kind of how that works. So, yeah, with Dynasty, right, I am I guess you might be wondering how to get more players if you're not familiar with Dynasty because, I mean, quite frankly, people who do redraft, you might not be familiar, right? I mean, we're I'm in three leagues. Zach's in three leagues for Dynasty. Jared, uh, are you in? You're just a one, right? Dynasty. No, we have two. two but... Yeah, so how it works is how you get more players. You do a rookie draft. So usually they're three round, three round draft. Um, they're, they're um, a linear order. So it goes one through 12, one through 12, one through 12, basically. So if you're the worst team in the league, you know, you can, the, you get the first pick in each of the rounds and um, ours is four rounds. I'll kind of talk about that. I kind of call it my kind of branded dynasty. It, it's a little, I have a different kind of rules with it, but um I want to talk about other kinds though of dynasty too, guys with you because I, I know the big thing we do is super flex. That's kind of the thing um, that makes it different. I'm actually writing a piece on medium about why you should move your league to super flex, any kind of league. So I'll be, um, I'm writing one right now on it should be up uh, later this weekend. Really looking forward to debuting it. And uh, 
I guess, Jared, I'm going to go to you, you know, our, with our league being Superflex, uh, it's Drew's Dynasty League, I called it, just for a lack of a better name. But, uh, Jared, can you kind of talk about Superflex? This is actually my first league ever being Superflex. Really? Um, yeah, I kind of, I, I'm, I'm liking it. It's it's different because you have to change the way you draft. You got to get your two solid quarterbacks because basically everyone's going to put a quarterback at the Superflex position. Um because your rules, you changed every passing touchdown is six points uh, for the quarterback, which makes the quarterback position a lot more valuable. And that's why I like the top three picks for quarterbacks. Um, so I ended up getting, I mean, I don't know if we want to give out who we got yet. Or are we yeah, yeah, go later? ahead. I mean, we're, we're just talking yeah. here, Jared. My super flex is Jameis Winston. Right now he's hurt. He should make it. Uh, I, think, I don't think he's playing through preseason, but he should be able to make it for week one. Uh, that's what the articles are saying now. But yeah, this is going to be interesting because I've never done a super flex, but I think that it's going to be a lot more interesting and a lot higher scoring. But we did take out defense and kickers too. Which I'll talk about too in, my, in the Drew Skyberg brand, I call it, just again for lack of a better name. But yeah, super flex is it's, it's my new favorite way to play. Even I'll throw in with redraft. I think you should be moving to super flex. Like I said, I'll be making my argument in there. Uh, the, always the big way to look at it. And Zach was kind of the one who um, was a pioneer in terms of changing over to Superflex. We did a dynasty startup last year, and he took the initiative to make it Superflex. So, you know, Zach, if you want to talk about kind of why you did that and, like, you know, the your thoughts and the benefits behind it. I mean, I think it just adds kind of a whole other level of strategy because usually you have just the one flex running back, wide receiver. You really don't have to worry about your second quarterback is much in him for maybe one week a year um, with super flex, especially in the league that you just created with the extra passing touchdown points. It's like, you need those two good starting quarterbacks if you want to be like championship competitive. So I think yeah. it's just, it's extra strategy makes the draft harder, especially in dynasty. Um, obviously quarterbacks last the longest they have. What? we're starting to see like nearly 20 year careers. Tom Brady's there. Yeah. Um, I think it's just, it's a different way of drafting adds more strategy. Yeah. I, I actually um, envy how you did your first three rounds. Maybe not the rest of your draft. Sorry, Zach, but um, your, your first three rounds, I do envy in the dynasty. We'll talk about it in the super flex, but it, you both mentioned how I made it six points. And again, the reason I did it, which you guys hit it right on the nose was I want to make quarterbacks valuable assets in the league. Look, the drop-off from the big story is like, okay, you start two receivers in the league at least, two running backs in the league at least. I actually mentioned this in the article. And why not two quarterbacks? Because I, the drop-off between QB 13 or QB 12, let's say, and QB 24 is it, it's it's huge compared to, you know, let's say the wide receiver drop-off from 12 to 24 and, or the running back 12. Maybe running back is kind of different, 12 to 24. You'll see a bigger drop-off, but still. The point remains um, the quarterbacks need to be hot commodity. And I, they, they really were, I know you said they were top. It actually, Jared, it went, um, there is three quarter or it was three quarterbacks in the first four picks, actually four in the first five, because what happened was Jonathan Taylor actually snuck up at in second I overall. Or three? Was, was second. it three, Zach? I think it was, I think it was third. It yeah. was second. Yeah. Three. Second. Second. It was second overall. Yeah. Which will Josh um, Allen, Josh Allen, Taylor, Mahomes, Herbert Burrow. Yep, and we'll we'll talk through kind of the strategy behind that, uh, and like because we, we did that draft again. I I'll kind of highlight some some you guys talked about a little my brand of dynasty. So what what I like to do is especially in a dynasty kind of setting, what kickers and defenses cut them out. I think um, strategy wise, which you can say there's some strategy with with defense, right? I mean, you can look for high scoring defenses. Maybe with kickers, you look for. Um, just offenses that get in the red zone a lot, score a lot of points. But I, I look at it, it's a lot of luck. I mean, you could say that about other players, but I, I cut those components out. Look, it's hard to cover those. And what I want to do is I want to make it um, as you know strategic as possible to make your lineup. So, yeah, I mean, there's two super flex spots. There's a flex spot. There's two receiving or two wide receivers, two running backs, and then a tight end spot. And then there's a bunch of roster spots. No IR spot to keep that in mind but there's a bunch of bench, bench spots so you, trust me a lot of people are rostered in that league that you would not expect i actually went to the waiver wire got john wolford wolford or whatever with um 
the situation with Stafford. So, um, look, guys like that are getting rostered. Colt McCoy was rostered. Nick Foles. Gardner Minshew. Nick Foles. I mean, throwing names out there. It's for people who love fa- So, if you like fantasy and you like really love fantasy, you got to try Dynasty League. It's kind of, you know, what we want to talk about in this first half. But yeah, we do have a game show after in the second half. I did not really mention it, but it's in the title. It's called Dynasty Feud. So it's a family feud spinoff. So we got to credit that there. And uh, we also have to talk about some customization too that I actually haven't talked about that I think are newer. I mean, this isn't even just for redraft for other leagues. The league median. Have Are you guys familiar with league median? No, not really. J- Zach? No. Okay. So the league median, uh, I want to hear your thoughts on this. This is the first time they're hearing it. So how it works. It, um, I'll just add right now to start Zach and make sure of uh, guys like Trent Persinger uh, don't make the playoffs basically. But um, to start, it is um, you have two matchups a week. How it works is you're, you're head to head against your opponents. So I'm facing off against Jared this week, right? In that dynasty league, 12 teams. And for this sake, I'll say I beat Jared, which would happen in fantasy as usual. That would but, not happen. Um, what would happen is, Let's say Jared and I both, it's a shootout. Jared puts up 150. I put up 160, right? We both finish oh. in the top top six in the week out of the league. So what happened is I go 2-0 and because I beat Jared head-to-head, and then I was in the top six of the league. Jared goes 1-1 one and one yeah. because he, lo- he lost to me, so he gets a loss. Okay. But then he was in the top six for points. So it encourage, it, it re- incentivizes basically still. Yeah, you know, I've heard of this. Yeah, I like that and, because you, yeah. you always have that team that has the most amount of points scored, but is like four and ten to end the year. I yeah. actually tried to. This is a future thing I'm going to implement. I'm at least trying to implement in the Drew Skyberg uh, dynasty. But I, I again, the big thing with it, I like the voice of the people. So I, I actually let the um, people in the league vote on kind of things, vote on features to make sure everyone's in agreement. We we do a majority rule, so that's going to be something I'm going to try to push for is the thing. So league league median is a new concept. And I think that is the future. I think that is something with dynasty. I dynasty, super flex league median. I think those three things are the, the future. I want to talk about a few more customization points and say my stances. I hate point per, per first down. I hate it for either receivers, running backs. People are starting like saying this is the new norm. I don't know what you guys think about it, but I am stupid. Not pleased. Yeah. Yeah. Could you get behind it, Zach? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I guess I I, I kind of like understand the concept because like you want to get first down, so it's like it's rewarding something that's good for the team, but also like fantasy. I don't understand how it plays in the fantasy. Like that's it's a lot of I guess luck because if you're at third and twenty five or something, like you're clearly not going to get a first down. So I think from a fantasy perspective it adds a lot more luck based on how your player's team is performing. And it's for like receiving or rushing first downs. I believe I've seen is kind of the other thing. So I don't know. I, I'm still not pleased with it because I think PPR rewards the receivers in that aspect. And even like rushing, I, I don't know. I, I'm still like that one's just no for me to put it into perspective. If a receiver catches a one yard pass that goes for a first down, that's 2.1 points, right? Yep. Yeah. That's that shouldn't be a thing. That's not right. Then they can also catch like a twenty yard pass and only get three on, a, on a third and twenty five and only get yep. yeah yeah exactly. So yeah, um, the Journey Million Squad is uh, no for point per first down. More features to talk about. Like we're giving you ways if you really want to customize your leagues. I, I, we we can mention the kicker kicker way in a little bit. I, I might let Zach take over on that one. But um, it's a kicker premium. But I want to first talk about tight end premium. Tight end premium is something we see a lot in the fantasy football community. It's, you know, you reward tight ends for, it's like 1.5 points per reception sometimes. You might see even they get the point per first down. Um, Just overall tight ends get boosted. It's to make tight ends more of a commodity instead of a position you stream each and every week, which you can get by doing right now in other leagues. Uh, Jared, you know, tight end premium. I'm I'm personally not a fan of it because I just feel like it it overvalues tight ends. But again, that's its sole purpose. So I don't not know. Only, not only does it overvalue them, say you have someone like I have Travis Kelsey and he doesn't need a boost by himself. Like he's going to put up the points either way. I don't want Kelsey finishing with 
35 points a week. That just makes it unfair, I think. Yeah, and it would plus, plus push CJ, up other guys. That's just going to um, – a tenant premium. A tenant premium is going to give Kelsey like a bigger point advantage over some of the, the lower tight ends. So like for the tenant 10 is going to get – there's going to be a bigger difference. I did get that, Zach. You're a little little laggy there, but we we got it. We undercut. We understood your point. Uh, I look at it like think about a dynasty startup. I mean, Kyle Pitts went, I believe, eleventh overall in ours. If, if it's a tight end premium, is he going? Is he going with Jefferson and Chase? He's got to be right. Yeah, probably tops top like, seven, probably like like five through eight, right? I mean, the pick that that's kind of where I would put him. Yeah. I I would take him over Jonathan Taylor in a dynasty. Whoa. If it was that, Whoa. yeah, Jared, for for that much of a guess, yeah. think about the advantage there, right? Yeah. And before we go through um, our league, I want to talk about punishments. So you might be wondering punishments. So in dynasty leagues, you'll especially see that you might see this in some like you know, the redraft league or keeper league with the boys, or you know, just with with the with whoever is ever in the league, your league mates. Uh, you might see punishments. So we can talk about the punishment we have in. My dynasty league this year, it is, it's not a bad one. It's actually really, really generous. I'd say it is. You got to go to a restaurant and eat the spiciest wings they have, and you have to be recorded by either some other league mates or by someone. Is the punishment? There were some other ones in consideration, Zach. I know you kind of are pushing for these other ones, so I'll kind of you know give you the mic here. You talk about your favorite punishments in leagues. Yeah, so I was pushing for the one. Um, you got to go to a like a busy restaurant around somewhere where people in the restaurant are going to know you. So somewhere local. And you have a giant stuffed teddy bear. So you're going to have to put the teddy bear across, like, across the table from you as if you're kind of like on a date with a giant teddy bear. And you're going to have to like order them food, like pretend it's like a full-on date with a giant teddy bear where like there's people that know you. I always super embarrassing, but it's also really funny. I like to add the part where you have to say it's the teddy bear's birthday and they have to come <laughs> over and go happy, happy birthday. Yeah. So you got to make sure they do the happy birthday to you. So is that next year's punishment. I'm I, that's yep. what I'm pushing for. So Jared, when, yeah. when you fall out of uh, you have your, your year of winning this, you have to sell off your team. And uh, we'll, I'm excited because uh, we're going to make you go nice and local here. We're going to bring you back up in our area. And you're going to be doing it. So that'll be a lot of fun. Other punishments, and actually. We will be at other tables. We yeah, will be at other we'll, tables we'll watching you. Recording it. I was trying to think of like other punishments. Is there any other ones that come to mind? Like Those are like my favorites, like the wing one, of course. Um, I've seen ones where you have to like write a song. And you have to like you do that. Um, and perform a song about like why you lost. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, that, that's I mean, okay. Upper hand fit. Upper end fantasy on Instagram just posted actually, I don't know, it was like eight, eight to ten, something like that. Um, so there's one where you know, like the big cones that dogs wear after they go to the vet or something to like stop yeah. them from scratching. You have to wear one of those like out in public as you're walking around, <laughs> and you have to just like go up and talk to people. <laughs> Did they 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 talked about the song right? Uh, yeah, good. I yeah, wasn't yeah. sure who it's, it was. Upper end like fantasy account, whole... so go check it out. Yeah, it's like a whole album or something. Which I think just album. one song would be enough. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. I was just. Oh my god. Maybe karaoke. You know, we got the microphones. Yeah. Um Maybe at a, a live show, which I hate to do the plug right now, but Friday night live show. Um, you'll be hearing this Friday morning. So tonight, seven p.m., Petsco Brewing Company in Manitowoc live show. Be there. It's going to be a great time. We'll be doing the full Packer season preview. We'll be doing some fantasy football preview stuff here i mean not like this we're actually be talking like players more of which we, we will be talking some dynasty players here later in this episode but it'll be a full thing we're going to also be answering some questions there for our listeners for the audience thrive fantasy as you see on the bottom jared where's the bottom can you show everyone uh, I need you to do the point team. yeah yeah yes yes yeah. down there down there you can find you know use code j to him it'll also be in the description we'll be giving away an autographed josh hater card Yes, Milwaukee Brewers, Josh Tater card. I am sorry. Uh, we had it ordered it ahead of time. We will also be announcing Thrive Giveaway number three. There are two cards, a um, NBA card, I'll say, and then a special edition card, which you do not want to miss out. I was showing people 
and they were like, you're giving this card away? And I'm like, you bet we are. So go see that Friday again. But let's go to our Dynasty League. Let's talk about, again, Drew's Dynasty League was what it was called because I, you know, I was struggling with names here. But it was super flex. It was wild. It was over three hours. And Jared auto draft. <laughs> so I didn't auto draft. Um, I I drafted. Yeah, well, the team looks like you auto draft. Sorry, the team but... looks top three in the league. Your teams are bad. <laughs> Sorry, it, we, it's Zach definitely I not like top three, Jared. I can tell Just you. Just saying, right not to go off of projections, but I am projected to beat Zach. This oh come week on, by thirteen plus, Jared. Your first four points have average age of like twenty eight. What do you mean? I drafted Kyler Murray, Austin Eckler. Miles Sanders, that's not 20, 20, okay, maybe 20, not 28, but like, sorry, it, it's 25, upper 27, 25. That's We're just gonna 25. go through like the first two rounds kind of thing here. So, I'm gonna start with the first three consensus picks should have been Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, but Caden Youngbooth, who is a <laughs> listener, we, we love Caden, right? I mean, he's been supporting the show forever, he wanted to spice it up a little, which I respect. He wanted he wanted to go running back, hero running back. So what he did, he took Jonathan Taylor second overall. That shook up the whole draft. People, people, we did a live draft at my house, um, like a draft party. And right when he made that selection, people were looking around. People were like, you should have saw me. I was like celebrating because that meant at me at five, I was guaranteed Mahomes, Herbert, or Burrow. So uh, we'll talk about that though. But um, Jared, you you could have been there. It was it was wild, wild times. People are going crazy during the draft. But yeah, I want to ask a question here: Allen, Mahomes, or Herbert in a super flex? Which one would you like to start with? Zach, Jared, pick one. Uh, Herbert, of course. Uh, Allen. Allen for me too. Uh, unfortunately, you know, Zach, I, Allen, it's like one, a one B for me, but you know, Patrick Mahomes, you got to respect Tyler took him at, he took him number three overall. So yeah, JT, we mentioned when Allen Taylor Mahomes, Herbert fell to four. I was Zach saw Zach was sitting right across from me. I was like crossing fingers. If I got Justin Herbert at five, I which been so mad. It took I him a I think while. I would have just left. It, it took him to keep mind. It was two minute clock. He was a minute 30 through it and he still didn't make up his mind. So I was like, come on. So I got Burrow at five. Zach went Jamar chase at six. And uh, so the question really for Zach was, did he want to keep the quarterback train going or go Justin Jefferson or Jamar chase? What made you actually choose Jamar chase? Uh, well, I was doing a lot of mock drafts, looking through all the draft boards, kind of setting my strategy before. <laughs> and, uh, I was kind of looking at Kyler and Lamar. Um, I mean, would I have taken? I probably would have taken Kyler over Lamar, but I've never, in fantasy, I've never really had a top-notch receiver. Like, just it's just how I draft usually. And I was looking at the later rounds, which I'm guessing we'll get to. And I was like, I like some of the quarterbacks later, so I was decided I was going to go receiver, and then obviously it's Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, who you taking. I took uh, Chase just because I think he's going to be tied to Burrow for a while in Cincinnati. And after Kirk Cousins, we really don't know what's going to happen with Jefferson. I'm right with you. That, that, that would have been my choice. I would have went Chase. I, I would have taken Chase over Taylor. Call me crazy. But I would have done that because I had a plan for running backs later, which um, you'll see. I, um, but let's go through the other ones. Uh, Dustin yeah, at seven. Two too well. Yeah. Tough scene. Dustin went Lamar at seven. Jared, you drafted Kyler Murray at eight, right? You it was an auto draft. So where are you going, Kyler? What was your plan from the eight spot? I did want a quarterback. Um, and I saw uh Murray was there. Jackson just left, like you said, to Dustin. And I saw I was live drafting for this this pick. The first three I was like zoned in. Um I saw Murray there. And I was like, okay, young quarterback. Um, I need a quarterback. And obviously, we're not ever going to draft like quarterbacks in the first round, so it was a lot different. Uh, but I think I had the eighth, and then I had the sixteenth. So I was hoping to get a running back at the sixteenth. So I knew if I got a solid quarterback, I'd be good to get a solid running back or a receiver in my second pick. I saw Murray right after Jackson. I'm like, he's going to put up the points. Um, so I went Murray there, 
and I still think that that would have been the only pick that made sense to me in this draft. I didn't know if you were going to do Kyler or Justin Jefferson because I thought you were going to try to get Trey Lance at round two. That was my thought, but you didn't do it, and you went with Murray, which just fine, right? Super flux. Mm-hmm. Robert Chimick, right? I guess the EWC, you know, series stuff we do here on the sports crew. He went at nine. He got he got Justin Jefferson. Najee Harris then went to, at ten to Isaac Ferguson. Do you guys think Najee at ten? Najee being running back two off the board. Do you think that was the right way to go? Do you think that's think, how it should have been? Yeah. I he's been up there. I'm fine with I think it. that he should be two or three. Well, like, I'm fine with it. Yeah. He went double hero here. We'll talk about Isaac's second pick. We're just going to go through these first two rounds, and then we'll kind of highlight some maybe other ones we want to talk about. But Beast Mode here at 11, he went with Kyle Pitts. So that's where I said he went to the first round. He snuck 11th overall, which I'm all for it. Kyle Pitts proved himself. I actually got him in a start last year, fourth round. I was lucky to get him in the fourth last year, the Super Flex. Very happy. It's crazy how one year changes everything. Look at this. But... Alex then Trowbridge uh, had the back to back here twelfth and um, he had or he got Dak Prescott and Ceedee Lamb or his two so he actually did a stack there which is a strategy you don't see necessarily a lot in maybe fantasy you see more in best ball but I was all for it very pleased with how Alex did in his first five picks I was impressed um, I guess in the first round was there anything else you guys really, really want to talk about other than you know the big story with JT going at two. No, that's the big story, like you said. Yeah. yeah. So let, let's let's round it through a little, round two, and then we'll be doing a little game here. We'll talk still about our league as well. C.D. Lamb, right, first went there, and then went Cooper Cup, Christian McCaffrey, Jalen Hurts then was the next quarterback off the board. Zach, were you surprised Jalen Hurts went uh, at round two pick four? Um, I wasn't really surprised, I guess, that he went in round two. I'm surprised he went ahead of some of the other quarterbacks like Trey Lance, Russell Wilson. I thought they might kind of edge him out and go ahead of him. Um, just because I think even though Hurts is great in fantasy, he's top 10 fantasy quarterback, I don't think he has that job locked down yet. I think this, if he does poorly this year, um, there's going to be some serious questions in Philly whether or not they want to commit to him long term. Yeah, I, I'm with you here. Um, I do I do like J- Jalen Hurts, though, and I do think that's his job. I mean, I, I'm yeah, I'm confident. You, I did take A.J. Brown round three. So you I mean, said that kinda... you said Hurts was going to be top four fantasy quarterback yeah. this year, right? I think this yeah. year, yeah. I'm, I'm still for it, but I can totally see Zach's point on where, you know, there can be concerns, right? Because, you know, in yeah. the possibility. I think the concern is more like, real life football than actual fantasy production it's just he yeah. has to show the eagles front office that he can take him to a super bowl this is the year to do it too he's got aj brown he's got weapons there best offensive line yeah, i think what you know, probably this football. is third year this yeah. is third year so he's got one third more year, year breakout his rookie mm-hmm. deal so calling it austin eckler then goes from jared javante williams then goes zach it's trey lance that was a pick i was jealous at because he picked in front of me in round two, but I did go DeAndre Swift. That was the guy in my mock drafts I was looking at in round two. I did get him, so I was happy getting those first two picks. Then Joe Mixon, Brees Hall goes, and I'm all for that Brees Hall pick. And then Russell Wilson goes, and then Mark Andrews. Uh, so in round two there, my story was, I, I'm just going to jump to round three quickly because I want to talk about Justin Fields going ahead of Trevor Lawrence. I don't. I, I don't like. I agree with that pick there. I um, would have swapped Lawrence for Fields. Zach, if Trevor Lawrence wasn't there for round three for you, where would you have gone? I honestly have no idea. Um, if if Fields was there, maybe Fields, because just because I wanted, I wanted to get two young quarterbacks in rounds two and three. That's kind of my strategy after taking Chase in the first round. But also, I was thinking a uh, Matthew Stafford there. I was kind of concerned by um, the news about his was a thrower's elbow, whatever he has. But um, I guess right there, I'm not really sure where else I would have gone. Maybe Deshaun Watson, but I think I could have got him later. But yeah, I guess that's pretty much my strategy. I was just hoping Lawrence was there. 
I ended up going to Sean Watson, which that was round four. But I think um, the strategy, and this is for any, you know, or any dynasty startup or any really dynasty, if you have Deshaun Watson, you better have a guy like Tom Brady. So that was kind of my pairing there. I'm very pleased with being able to get that done. Um, but overall, I just want to talk strategies right before we do our game here. So Jared, it looks like Jared went all in. Jared put marbles in right now. And, Can I ask Jared um, a question first? Up? Yeah, yeah, please. So it's Jared, your second round pick, Austin Eckler, right? Yeah. What made you take him over like Javante Williams, DeAndre Swift, Brees Hall, like the younger running backs? If you want to go running back, I mean, yeah, Eckler's 27, he's getting up there. He is getting up there. That's a good question. Um, you know, I've never been high on like Brees Hall. I maybe it's just me not being so familiar with dynasty leagues that I don't like taking <clears throat> unproven talent this early in the second round, third round. I want a player that's going to at least like, you know, give me that extra little edge. I know Eckler is going to put up the numbers. I think he went third. Was he the third or fourth running back? I think he might have been. He third. was running back fourth, four fourth. off the JT, board. JT, CMC. <clears throat> in your defense, CMC did go two picks before. So yeah. I guess yeah. if you're looking at it, I mean, technically Eckler would have been. I think that one way or another, Eckler's going top or second round. Maybe he might fall to the third round. Um, yeah, I was I'm surprised just saying, like, he was still. I know. What why you mean. did you choose him? Like, what made you choose him over the other guys? There was a lot of hype going in on Eckler this year. Him being maybe even running back two at the end of the year um, with all of his receptions he gets in a PPR league. Um, he's proven to get the receptions, put up the points. Brees Hall, those players. Um, I mean, they haven't. They're rookie. That's a rookie. He's not proven yet, and I think that I went like you guys said, more of a win now kind of mode. Um, as we already saw, I traded my first round pick next year for a fan favorite, not a fan favorite, but a me favorite. Great I guess. trade, by the way. Great trade. <laughs> Great trade. But, We're grading yeah, trades, think, by the way. So I think that's uh, that's that's the reason I went Eckler. Um, I can see I could have seen going someone else, but I just like proven talent more than I guess rookies. That's that's how I look at the draft. Yeah. So other strategy. So Zach and I, we, we more of took kind of like a, uh, maybe not win now we want to win, you know, maybe next year, like next three years kind of now and like kind of build it off. Zach and I went very young. So like myself, I mean, I, it's not that I was a big fan of this draft class, but I like certain guys in this draft class. So I made sure I went out, I got those guys. So I got, it was James Cook, Jahan Dotson, Drake London, which it was, I acquired in a trade, Damian Pierce, Jamison Williams. And then I got one of Jared's favorites, Jelani Woods as a trade piece. He's not one of my favorites and he's not, he's gotta be, I'm going to make him. He's literally our wide or our tight end three. You know that. Yeah, behind Kylan but Granson and Mo when Alcott. he becomes tight end one, I'm gonna get two firsts out of you. Granson, we just drafted a couple <laughs> years ago. He's like 24 years old. He's not gonna be anywhere. Jelani Woods might be our two in two years. That's He's okay. Not be up there. I'll wait. I will wait. Um, but otherwise, Zach, you you went right, kind of like me. Uh, we want to win. Maybe not win. Kind of win later, but like still, Bill, be able to compete now was kind of your way. And you, you were actually punting running backs, it looked like, um, if I'm not mistaken. Would that be correct? Yeah. Um, so I guess that wasn't really my strategy going in. But I got my first four rounds. I got Jamar Chase, Trey Lance, Trevor Lawrence, Michael Pittman. Super happy with that. And then I get to the fifth round. And I was kind of looking at the running backs because I had none at that point. And I was like, well, who's left? There's Leonard Fournette, David Montgomery. Um like Aaron Jones. So it's kind of those guys wasn't super high in any of them in dynasty. I want to get AJ Dillon in the sixth and then he went the pick before mine. So I was kind of kind of threw off my plans a little bit, but after I got for net in the fifth, um, I just kind of went round by round after that. And every time I liked one of the running backs, they'd end up going off like a pick or two before mine. So I just found myself, Kept going like tight end receiver, and yeah, you're I welcome. I just never just the second running back spot for a while. That's crazy. If you're not in one of these leagues with a super flex with our rules, taking two quarterbacks in the first four and then two receivers, and not even having a running back, that's unheard yeah, of. Yeah, I thought running backs would have won this. Yeah, um, well, Jared, I... it, it, it's fine. I'll, I'll still beat you. Don't worry. 
That's I mean, we're going to do, do a we're going to do a week by week fantasy um, recap. And week one, I play Zach, so we'll go over that and see how we much are? I beat him by. Well, we're going to briefly mention it. Are you going to write about this, Jared? I'm excited yeah. to see this. You can, might, might like, be. You can write about how Zach only Zach beat me by a whopping 30 points. And then you're going to write, I lost because excuse A, excuse B, excuse C, like in fantasy baseball. Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm not going to It's lose, okay. He, he had one like third, third string running back that was out that week, so... That's why he lost. Yeah. And that's the Boston big difference. Scott, that's the big thing. Yeah, yeah, that's why. Yeah. I'm, but yeah, going. Yoan Young was my strategy. I actually made a trade to go even younger because I'm looking to trade now. And based on some of the value at um, some of the players are going for, I want to make a trade for rookie wide receivers. I want to trade them right now. So a trade right after the draft takes place. Zach, um, being the GM he is, calls up Jared basically and <laughs> and shows him Alec Pierce, and uh, he wants a first. He gets a first. Uh, Alec Pierce goes for 2023 first round straight up. If I have to give a trade. winner, great trade. So you know, I'm the I'm the um, think of if you're a Colts fan, you're you're being biased here. You're no, being he, biased. He's going in between. He's going round two in rookie drafts. <laughs> he's going in between picks. Was at 13 and 15 in rookie drafts, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what to think, Jared. I um, unfortunately right now, unless Al Pierce turns into a top twelve receiver in years to come, I'm gonna have to say you lost the trade. And it depends who Zach drafts too with it. You're gonna have to say if if a lot of ifs. If this happens, then you'll be this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what really that's how dynasty trades sometimes are. But right now, if I pick a winner, I'm picking Zach. Jared, I'm just. I think saying, everyone would pick Zach because they don't see what I want. I wanted Pierce. I didn't care what I had to take. What I had to give Jared, up for him. When I got to the 12th round, I saw Alec Pierce was there. I was like, I have to take him. And as soon as this draft is done, I'm going straight to Jared because we've negotiated some trades in the past where Alec Pierce's name has came up. So I knew you were high on him, and I knew I could get something good. I, I that was my whole that strategy. Trade. I understand knowing that. your league, but Tyler offering. Ashton Doolin to me for three firsts. <laughs> I may have influenced that one a little, <laughs> but um, it really pays to know your league. Look, Tyler knew I wanted DJ more in the fifth and Elijah more in the seventh. And he, he was two picks before me. He ended up being able to beat me on both of them. So knowing your league is a big thing. So um, I wish I would that, have been at your house so I could have felt what people were thinking. And yeah, you know, you, know, you could have been Jared. Well, talk about a trade that um, I did with Jesse. So I get Brevin Jordan and Drake London, and I give up Alvin Kamara and a second. I want to hear your thoughts on the trade, both of you. Jared, we'll start with you. Okay, let me look what it is right here. So you gave up, you got Drake London and Brevin Jordan? I, Yep. And you gave up a second and Kamara. Um, yep. Well, the way that you're, play, you're playing for the future... Kamara's getting old. What is he, 28, 27? 27, legal battle 27. coming up too. Yeah, September true. So he might not even be out. He might be out a lot this year. But it might be um, later this year. It could be yeah. even early next year. The, thing, next the, year. the way that you're trying to you know, prepare your team, I like it for you. Uh, I think it's a win for both sides. It depends what Kamara does, if he is playing or not, what he can still produce. He's going to be a top five running back, I mean, I think, either way. Potentially, I mean, yeah. Six. So, I mean... He's got a few years, Jesse, for maybe with Kamara, maybe a few years, one or two, maybe even three. But I think you're preparing for the future pretty well. Zach? No, I don't get hear your thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's kind of, uh, I don't know, I'm indifferent because I was not a huge fan of Drake when I come into the draft. After he got drafted to Atlanta, I don't like the situation that much. I know he's going to get his targets, but quarterback situations, if he is going to compete with Kyle Pitts. And after seeing his highlights from camp, I mean, he's looking really good. So I've started to look a lot more than I've just come All right, Zach, you're, cut, you're cutting out a little here. We, um, we, heard, we heard Drake oh, London yeah. looks good in camp, which I do Junior? agree. Yeah. yeah? Yeah. He's been using his frame very well, but keep going. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think I think you probably won it. Um, I'm not. I don't think it's a huge margin, but I'd say you won it. Very nice, uh, Brevin Jordan. So I want to highlight. You can you can tell I'm I'm weirdly high on him. Which let me talk about weirdly uh, yeah. at camp. 
he is lining up in the slot right now. And um and with him potentially being a slot fill in, I seriously think he can battle like Nico Collins for like really that number two spot again in that offense. I again I don't know if that's really, you know, if number two is really like in the Houston offense, maybe something, but like Davis Mills, I'm a I'm a fan of in terms of how underrated he is, as Zach's pointed out. I also have Damian Pierce. So the Texans for the future, it looks like Drew is a fan of Brevin Jordan being only 22 as well. I do value him a lot. Was able to get him. I saw he's on the block. I needed a tight end. I actually punted tight end. I ended up with Noah Fant. And um, I I did a Jelani Woods, Mo Alley Cox handcuff. It, it was something I really hate doing. But in a 27-round draft, you have to do something. I think that Brevin Jordan's a little short. He's Is he 6'3"? But, yeah, um, yeah, he's 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 six three, one of the six three, two forty five. Yeah, and that's kind of where um the slot. I think that was kind of the selling point for him. Yeah. Hold on, do we have Zach back already? There he oh. is. Zach, you there? I don't, I don't know what happened there, but I can like hear everything. I just got kicked out and add me right back. There he is. He only got kicked out first time so far. Very nice. Um, but yeah, that there was also another trade that happened that we should talk about. Oh, There's actually two go. more. Um, do we do it? Um, actually, no, no, no. Let's do this one. I'm let's not a fan the, of it. Dalvin really Cook not. for a second. Why'd you do it then? Hey, Zach, hey, just... everyone. <laughs> everyone, we're going to go to that one in a second. Calm. Dalvin Cook in a second. Go to Jesse. And Tyler acquires Antonio Gibson. We'll get back to Antonio Gibson. Yes, Rondale Moore and a first. I actually tried to get Rondale Moore. Tyler um, ended up giving, I guess, a better offer for it. But let's go to this trade. Okay, um, Jared, I want you to defend yourself because Zach yeah. and I were calling you out right away. I actually, yeah. maybe, I said, Jared, so far, 0-2 on trades. And Jared said, so, worry about your own team. Thank you. <laughs> so the, the main reason I did it, I, I really wasn't going to. Hey, read um, the trade, Tyler. Jared. So Okay, so I gave up DK Metcalf in a second, and I got Gibson in a fourth. On paper, <laughs> it sounds really bad. Okay. And Gibson's it is young, though, bad. so he's good. He's good. Gibson's young, he's young. Yeah. Yeah, he's younger. Um, but you can stop that, But what happened? So I looked at my team and I saw. So I, I had like six receivers that I could start. I got Thielen. I mean, Crowder's not really a starter, but Michael Thomas, Hunter Renfro. Um, then I have Diggs and I had Metcalf. So I'm thinking, and I have Marquise Brown. He was in my flex, and I only had two good running, like solid running backs. I have Eckler and Sanders, but Sanders isn't solid. So I needed another running back. My other running backs on my bench are Marlon Mack, who's looking a lot worse now, and Kareem Hunt. So I was looking for another running back, and I know the Metcalf to Gibson is not good. Like Metcalf is probably better, and I mean, you know, but I got Gibson, put him in my flex, and then I was able to move Marquise Brown up to my receiver. Um, so I have two solid receivers and with Marquise Brown, I have Kyler Murray as well. So I can, you know, stack them too, like you said, Alex did mm-hmm. with Dak and CD lamb. So that worked out well. I'm not still not a fan of having it, but I didn't want another running back. Um, and it turns out that you kind of convinced Tyler telling him that I was high on Gibson and that I could, he could get a lot for him. So that probably, this isn't insider trading. I mean, the TikTok does not lie. Gibson's better than Connor. Because why, Zach? He's younger. Yeah, he's younger. He's younger. Yeah, he's like what, three years younger. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly why. So that's kind of at least that was Jared's opinion in a dynasty. Yep, he can have that. He can have that opinion. I know James Conner is actually, you know, not many people are high on right now. <laughs> and someone on Sleeper, you can interact, and someone made it quite like a confused emoji when uh, Jared's trade <laughs> went through with, uh, with Tyler. But that was the story. Um, so far with the trades. I was recently introduced to AG1, and wow, if you're someone like me who hates taking pills and vitamins, wants more energy, and wants a more optimized immune system, let me tell you why this is the perfect supplement for you. So what is this stuff, you may ask? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help you start your day right This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's all those things. And look, this is the perfect thing to start your morning routine, start your day off right with just one scoop of AG1 with some water. 
And let's talk about AG1. What makes it so great, you may ask? It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, while still tasting good. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, right? And it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. And let's talk about the price, right? You might be asking about that. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance, and with that, you know, that's going to save you money, right? It costs you less than $3 a day while you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than that cold brew habit, which I do have. I do love my coffee, but uh, talk about what the founder did here. He created Athletic Greens after experience how difficult it was to create an optimal nutritional routine on your own, and I can attest to that. It is extremely difficult on a day-by-day basis. Athletic Greens, they also have over 7,000 five-star reviews, so you know you are getting the best when it comes to Athletic Greens. And also, they're a climate-neutral certified company, so you know they care about the environment. And for every purchase, they donate to organizations helping to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry here in the U.S. And right now, it is just time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Look, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one year supply free of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash emerging. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash emerging, A-T-H-L-E-T-I-C-G-R-E-E-N-S.com forward slash emerging, E-M-E-R. G-I-N-G. And that is to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. From there, guys, I want to go to a game. I guess do you have anything else you want to talk about in our Dynasty League? Nope. All right. So the game here, Dynasty Feud. Again, we got to credit Family Feud, of course, for doing this here. So why it's called Dynasty Feud is how it's going to... You guys have heard of Family Feud. I'm kind of scared for Zach. Zach, do you know how we're going to do this? <laughs> I, I've watched episode or two. So okay, we'll, we'll take we'll that. See. Yeah, yeah. So I have stat court categories here. So this isn't one, but how it's going to work is let's say I have receiving yard leaders for twenty from twenty twenty one, and um, you both are going to give me a name, and um, whoever finishes higher on the leaderboard, it's top five for all three of them, um, gets to pass or play. If you play, you have to get all five of them. You get three strikes, right? And then if you can steal after the three strikes. So let's say Jared's doing it. Jared gets four of the five, gets three strikes. Zach has the opportunity to steal. If he gets that last name, he wins it. If he doesn't, Jared gets it, basically. Make sense? It's cool. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. So how we roll here. Let's do it, guys. Categories. So they're advanced stats. This is what makes so who, it fun. Do we, who gets to go here. first? Who gets to go Whoever first? Whoever says a name first after I finish okay. reading it. Okay. So there are five categories up here on the board. Is everyone ready? Yeah. <clears throat> All right. We're going to do the clapping so we have it going. Yeah. Okay. Here it is. QB for the, for the quarterback position. Most passing attempts inside the 20-yard line in 2021. Josh Allen. That is number one. So Jared um, gets to either pass or play because the, can't get any more of them. He was 66 play. for 123. So, again, the importance of that, Josh Allen being dominant there in the red zone. You always want to look for that. Jared's playing here, so give me some names here. There are four more guys up on the board. I'm guessing Mahomes is up there. Uh, oh, no. Okay. Oof. I'm going to be using this down. <laughs> uh, okay. So that is incorrect. Um, you have one strike. Tom Brady. Yep, He is on the board. Number 273 for 120 is... Tom Brady, so that's a good guy to have even maybe in a dynasty. Rodgers. Rodgers is on the board, Jared. Number He is number four, so you have three yeah. of the five. You have one strike. Two guys left. Herbert. He is number five. There's and number we'll three go left. Matt Stafford. He is number three. Jared has a oh. perfect category. Oof. Impressive. 61 for 112 is... Matthew Stafford, 63 for 110, and then 58 for 104. So why I chose this category, talk about most passing attempts inside 20. It's a six-point per passing touchdown league, and that's also something that could be a new norm in some leagues. 
So it's good to look for, of course, guys who get passing attempts. So Allen, Brady, Stafford, Rogers, Herbert are five guys who did it last year. And their situation's not changing much on the offensive side and other than like with, right, with Rogers, I guess like the receiving core, but um, otherwise Allen, Brady, Stafford, Herbert still should be great options there. Notice how Mahomes was not there. Just keep that in mind. Here's another one now. Here's category number two. So Jared is on winning right now. I guess one nothing. I guess we'll do it. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Everyone ready? Category two. Okay. Wide receiver broke. This is for wide receivers. Broken tackles on reception leaders in 2021. DK Metcalf. Nope. Jared. Er, I guess I'll do the air on Zach. Uh, uh, Jamar Chase. I don't know. <laughs> no way. How this works, then, at least how is I do it, is again? we're gonna let Jared go again. I'll just say Cooper Cup. He is on the board. He's he number so three. Can you can you top him, Zach? Give him... Um, we're gonna go with a uh, Devonte Adams. I am terrible at this game. (laughs) Pass or play, Jared? You know what? No, I got to play. Got to play it. Let's do it. Broken tackles. So, yeah, Cooper Cup was at 10. No, I mean, no surprise. He's dominant receiver. There's one big surprise here, which is why we did this one. We'll go. So, we're doing top five here? Top five. Yep. You got number three. So, there's two guys ahead of him, still two guys behind. So, Justin Jefferson. Rough. One strike for Jared. Oh, Jamar Chase has got to be up there. He was already guessed. Jared does guessed? first guess. Two strikes. Oh my God. Okay, here we go. Um, Stefan Diggs. A lot of them for Jared. Three strikes there for him. Zach, you can steal. There are four guys up on the board. I just get one shot, right? You get one shot. Um, let me go with uh, Debo. Debo's number one on the list with thirteen. <laughs> Congratulations yeah. to Zach wins that one. So this was a tough one, and we did this right to talk about broken tackles, and it was on reception. So Debo, it was not for rushing, does not count. Keep in mind, number two, CD Lamb with twelve. So CD Lamb, right? A guy we're looking at, especially in Dynasty. Um, you know, good guy there to to target with Dak and the guy a lot of people in the community are high on. So broken tackles, you know, there you go. Cooper Cup was ten. Tyreek Hill, there so there's three guys tied for t- for um I guess their third with ten. Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill both had ten. You guys ready for this last one? It's probably like Jalen Waddle or something. Random. LaVisca Chenault with yeah, ten. Okay. No way. LaVisca yes. Chenault. So a guy some people are giving up on even look, think about that. So Trevor Lawrence and, you know, right. Christian Kirk is there now. LaVisca Chenault is there Uh funny stat there. We wanted to do that one. So that's a guy to keep in mind, maybe in the back of your head. I'm not saying, you know, this stat makes it makes him you know fancy relevant, but at the same time, you know, the, the, there's something he excels at you know, broken tackles. So keep that one in mind. So this last one's even harder here. So Zach gets this one. One to one. This one, I might be giving out some hints and I have hints planned here, but this one is really hard. So this one goes back to kind of, this is for wide receivers and tight ends. So there's a mixture of both on here. I will tell you there is one tight end, four wide receivers on this list. I'll be generous in that aspect. Listen to this. It is, I need target percentage leaders for wide receivers and tight ends inside the 10-yard line in 2021. Mark Andrews. So target percentage leaders for wide receivers and tight end inside. So the percentage of the, of their team's target in side of 10 year old 10, 10. Uh, I'm going to go Devonte Adams. No, what? What? He is not on here. And when I said Mark Andrews, that was also an X I'm guessing. Okay. So then it's me. You go back. Yeah. It's gotta be. Kelsey, right? Dawson Knox. <laughs> oh, Keep God. going. Cooper Cup. 
Oh, sorry. Yes, Cooper Cup is fourth on the list. Thirty-four-point-six-percent. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I was just getting used to I was fun happy. He is fourth. Zach, can you top him as one of the receivers? Um, we're gonna go with a uh, uh, Dalton Schultz. Jared, you can pass or play. You gotta play. Okay, you are playing. Oh. You did get. So let me say, thirty-four point six percent was Cooper Cup. He is tied for fourth. So the other guy here below him has the same percentage. Jared, you can play. One tight end. Um, <laughs> is it George Kittle? I'm not even gonna guess the tight end. That's impossible. No. Um. Okay, so let's think of. Oof, this is hard. Let's go Debo. Oh my That's God. two strikes. <laughs> okay. So I, I'll, I'll give hints because if, if you don't get this right, Zach can steal. So these guys, um, none of these guys are um, like top 12 fantasy receivers. Ooh. And um, the tight end is getting drafted like a top 20 tight end, top 24. Tight end. He new team for the tight end, um, and which brings him some fantasy relevance. Okay, uh, so I'm thinking I know who the tight end is, but I don't want to say it and be wrong because I have a say it, Jared. Uh, Just Gerald go for Everett. It. You got it. Yep, you got it. Gerald oh, Everett was number yeah. three, thirty-six point eight. Yeah. Okay. That was your one hint, three. Jared. I can't give you more hints than okay, that. Okay, then I'll go with Hunter Renfro. He was number one on the list, thirty-eight point two percent. There's two guys. I'm thinking left. of teams that only have like one star receiver, so like Marquise Brown. <sighs> nope, I'm working on okay. the button game. So Zach can steal. Zach has to get one. There's only two I left, know. right? Yeah. Uh, so this is for all the marbles, Zach. So there's two left. I get one. So the hint that I gave Jared was um, um, not really fantasy, like like big time. One of them has a shot to sneak into the top 12 yeah. this year, top 15. Uh, the other one is kind of like just like a top 30 kind of guy. Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman. Yeah, let's go. Jared wins here. <laughs> so how it was was Hunter Renfro at one, 38.2%. Marvin Jones. 37.9. That was not going to be guessed. So no. the guy who I was mentioning, Zach, I could have just said my one of my favorite receivers, but that would have been too obvious. DJ Moore was the last one, 34.6. That makes sense. So uh, I said he can sneak in there because, of course, that, would, that is what I would say. But mm-hmm. that was our dynasty. Like top five or something this year. I could have said top okay, So if I would have said top five, that would have been better. Come on. <laughs> but I, I do like some yeah. DJ Moore. Um <laughs> But yeah, I mean, we did this one here. Again, I want to highlight how their situations changed. A lot of these guys, Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams, that was there. That's going to go way down. Uh, Gerald Everett was the other one, right? I mean, new situation. Is, is he going to have around that? That's the question. Could he repeat around that? Could that reg- Will that regress? Who knows? And then also DJ Moore, I think his is going to go up. But the story was DJ Moore. How many touchdowns did he have last year? Like four, five? Yeah, not a lot. 34.6%. Four, yeah. He certainly is due for positive touchdown, you know, reg- or I guess it's progression, really. Um, so that's kind of my DJ Moore stat also was why we did that. Especially one. if Baker's playing, maybe. Baker's big time, you know, touchdown, his touchdown percentage a lot higher than what they have there. And um, I mean, yeah. Baker's got to win the job, right? Yeah. There, there's still word that he might not win it. Darnold's still, yeah. Um, yeah, they're still letting Darnold had compete had for it. And neck and neck. we're There's a month no away from way. the season, guys. We're a month away, and he's yeah. still competing. I'm concerned a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So that's something there. Uh, we're. You see that? Do you see that video where uh, Baker and Darnold were both walking, and all the fans were just screaming Baker's name, and no one was saying anything about Darnold? I did not. But yeah, and then Darnold had a great practice, and Baker like, yeah. threw three picks or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's gonna be yeah. a development. Uh, who knows who's gonna win that? Uh, but. Yeah, I mean, that got, that's going to kind of wrap up here this episode. We did that nice game there. And I'll be throwing games in once in a while. It's kind of like a special. I like to surprise the guys. I actually didn't tell them what the game was until like right before we went on the air. I'm like, we're doing some 
dynasty feud here, family feud. And credit to Pro Football Reference for all those advanced stats. Love to throw them in on here. And, you know, show a different way for here for fantasy football. But, yeah, but I guess before we wrap up, again, live show Friday. See you there. Thrive Fantasy, right? Use code J2M. We're giving away great stuff on there. We'll be showing contests. Zach actually uh, was talking to me about a good idea there to plan. Um, I guess, Zach, I'm going to kind of give you the mic here, talk about your plan there with doing guest entries and such, and also, like, some of the post stuff we'll plan with that. Yeah, so just something like once the season starts, um, wait for you guys that are listening or just follow us on Instagram to kind of compete with the three of us to see um, who can put together the best parlays each week. So we're going to have a running total of like the profit loss type thing for each of us, like the three of us, and then like the follower one. And then we're going to be posting that. Um, I think the three of us are going to be doing like a combined one on Thursdays and Mondays. And then Sundays, it's going to be all four, the three of us, and then the follower one. And, yeah, we're just going to kind of, I guess, see who's the best at sports betting. So, so it's yeah, me I, against Drew, I hear. Well, Jared, you're definitely going to lose that one. So well, We always have Jared Bray. You know, you guys, the listeners now can see when what happens when Jared wins a parlay. The breaking that happens off the air. You guys can see it now on the air. It's it's something. Um, I, I just send him to the group chat when I win. That's all I do. I look at this, Zach. Did you win? <laughs> Not all the ones true. that you lose. Oh no, no, don't we don't get those. those. <laughs> no, no. Even though there's some good ones there. There's, there's a better ever big... send off his lo- his losses. No, he brags about his winnings. That is true. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just go check that out. Of course, link is gonna be in the description as always. But yeah, that's gonna do it here for us on this Friday morning. All right, we're recording here Wednesday night. We're not live streaming it. Uh, sorry. Um, unfortunately, Zach's internet does not allow us to. But hey, we'll be doing that. It'll be back up in the live streams, hopefully in September is the plan. So yeah, I mean, go check out Jared at Valley Jart. I mean, it's all up there. Here, I'm, I'm going to move around. There's Jared's social media. There's Zach's social media. And then, of course, at Drew Sports Crew or here up here on the top. <laughs> so yeah, that's going to wrap it up. So thank you all for listening to another episode of Drew's Sports Crew, the journey to a million, the perfect podcast for you.